Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center Podcast V. I'm Ken Napsuk, and this is Star Wars Ranked. Been doing this for 120 episodes, and I almost renamed the show on the fly. Oh, my memory must have been wiped. Oh, we're going to get to that. Uh, we are going to be talking about our favorite C-3PO moments today. And with me is my partner in, well, nearly a thousand episodes of this podcast feed, Joseph. <laughs> 
I am happy to be here, happy to talk 3PO, and I really liked the slightly Shatner-esque intro of Star Wars Ranked. For the second there, I was like, did we switch? Did we pivot? Are we doing a Star Trek podcast? Lucy in the sky with diamonds. Yes. Uh, Yeah, you and I always kind of joke. Sometimes we're on such autopilot uh, on some of the, the, the intros and outros you say, and sometimes they're written down, sometimes they're not. And then your mind just goes, not today. (laughs) <laughs> which words am i saying yep but we got it out this is four setter this is star wars ranked it's a show where we just have a topic and then we rank things to support that topic hey pretty simple and ranking is fun uh, though lately we've been pivoting to that uh favorite star wars favorites does isn't as isn't as uh powerful i guess joseph as star wars ranked but that's list your favorites yeah that's i think that's the idea well look any rank is just a collection of people's favorites. So there you go. That's the philosophy on it. Yeah. Yeah. Last week, we took a look at R2-D2, the little astromech at the center of so much in the galaxy. R2-D2, you think of him? You have to think about C-3PO, everyone's favorite protocol droid. They are a pair. They're definitely a duo, but at times they are separated on different missions, but they're always intertwined. So, uh, you know, Joseph, it made sense. We look at R2, let's look at C-3PO, yeah? Absolutely, because as we're going through talking about R2, there are those moments where R2 is really a duo with uh, with Luke Skywalker, right? But yeah. so many moments are about his relationship with 3PO, and it got me thinking about 3PO. I was already just uh, lounging around my apartment thinking about 3PO, and you were like, well, let's make a list. And like, that would be productive. So I'm thrilled to do it. Yeah, and we always kind of give a little bit of uh, showing our work on our list. And, 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 and you know, we hey, this was tough. There was tough choices to make things left behind. What I found with this is this list is how and, I, and off air you even kind of phrase like that to me of like how we want to choose to celebrate three PO is the big question and I, every choice it was do I go to a funny little line or do I go some poignant moment or a three PO hero moment and to, I guess I'll say to my surprise all of them very present in the Star Wars uh, saga. Absolutely, he does have true like hero moments he has a lot of great comedy moments i think sometimes undervalued uh comedy moments then he has those moments that are like well do do you want to just like celebrate who he is as a warrior as uh, somebody who knows facts as somebody who thinks he knows protocol but sometimes doesn't (laughs) like that he knows the rules uh you know the letter of the law but not the spirit of the actual sentient being interaction sometimes there's so many different things to celebrate about him and i think for me, like the biggest effect of doing this is making this list and doing this podcast is something that I've become aware of, particularly mm-hmm. in studying for Star Wars trivia, is the joke of 3PO, particularly that gets established in the original trilogy, is he's got valuable things to say, but he's also a warrior and he's kind of annoying and people don't listen to him. Mm-hmm. And I have seen these films thousands of times and i know the big 3po moments but then when i watch a scene and i like force myself and say just listen to 3po just watch Mm -hmm. 3po i see and hear new things because i think somehow (laughs) uh, i've emulated the big heroes and been dismissive of 3po not that i didn't like him but just they didn't they're lines that i've heard a thousand times and when i hear them i'm like oh yeah no I, i know i've heard that but I haven't truly heard that. Do you know what I mean? I absolutely know what you mean. We, we, we all Star Wars fans. I always say we kind of talk about that seventies, eighties generation. But all Star Wars fans, you grow up, and three PO is 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 the punching bag at times. And look, I, you know, my hero Han Solo. He's perhaps the worst to him. Absolutely. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I know what you mean. It's like when you want to focus on him and stuff he says uh, and stuff he means and 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 you know and that's the Anthony Daniels of it all. We we uh, last week we I don't even know uh, to be to be honest. I can't remember if we mentioned Kenny Baker who brought so much wonderful life to R two D two and without a doubt, but. Uh, you know, Anthony Daniels is C-3PO in many ways. Uh, and, and that kind of dominates too. Not that I'm saying Anthony Daniels is annoying or anything, but it's it's a bigger personality. It's, it's a louder personality. C-3PO, sometimes you feel like Han, where you just want to, or Leia, putting your, your hand over his mouth on Endor, which I always wondered how much that would work. Um, but I, I think you're right. And that's an almost an interesting um, exercise for Star Wars fans. Just listen to C-3PO. Just listen, just watch. Great scene in the uh, in the garage uh, where uh, when when Luke is really working on R two and three PO is rubbing his thigh in the background after his oil bath. Like, <laughs> really, listen to three PO and watch him rub his thigh. Uh, I I do love that New Hope establishes three PO as a, as a guy that enjoys a bath and needs a nap. maybe this is why we're connecting to him in our uh advancing years (laughs) that might be it so uh for those uh, new to star wars rank we rank five to one we'll throw in some honorable mentions as well but that's how this works so let's get going joseph with our favorite c3 three c3po moments uh beginning with your number five uh, my number five, I just really wanted to start at the beginning. I rewatched kind of the all of the early scenes of A New Hope, basically the, the first act of A New Hope, and was really asking myself, like, what's a moment that I really relate to that I think celebrates 3PO's character and a part of his value to the saga? And I went to this moment where they have just come out of this skate pod, 3PO and R2, and they're just beginning to trudge through the harsh Tatooine desert. And 3PO says... How did we get into this mess? I really don't know how. And then we have a little cut, and then he has one of his more famous lines, I think. We seem to be made to suffer. It's our lot in life. Yes. yes. <laughs> so my first, uh, my fifth uh, moment, but the first one I'm talking about, is 3PO complaining. Because <laughs> uh, that is a big part of who he is. He has his... Uh, what he thinks his role is that he is a translator a protocol droid his uh you know his his mission is uh, to me- communicate and make everything work right uh, between machines and organics or between different organics in a, in a uh you know specific function like a dinner or whatever like he that's what he thinks he is he thinks he is this civilized droid this butler droid who should always be shiny and clean and facilitating high-level interactions between important people, right? And then that's not the actual reality of his life. (laughs) He is constantly beat up, constantly dirty, constantly in trouble. And just like, it's really relatable. Like, uh, this is not what I want to be doing. This is not where I wanted to be in life. Everything sucks. <laughs> uh, so there's this like core definition of his character there. But also a part of the reason that those lines popped out at me is, you know, 3PO and R2 are one of the big swings that makes that first Star Wars film mm. what it is. is. It's got all of the coming of age the mythic hero's journey it's got the western smuggler swagger of han solo it's got all these different elements that we talk about but it does have this big element of comedy and pretty straightforward traditional silly comedy duo comedy and this line is a direct call out to that how did we get into this mess 
is a variation of the famous Laurel and Hardy line of this is another fine mess you've gotten us into. Right. And, you know, he's really kind of saying that to R2. And, you know, they're not directly Laurel and Hardy, but a lot of 3PO's, I'm above this, I'm meant for better things, is Oliver Hardy in, in a really different package. Um, yeah. But it, it is so directly tying to that humor of somebody who is always in an absurd comedy mess with their uh, comedy duo partner and is always like, why am I covered in pies? I'm the smart one. Like that is a big part of 3PO's uh, comedy. And I love that that just gets directly called out. Like this is a part of his purpose, a part of this duo's purpose in this film. And to this day, that element of Star Wars, that a big part of it is fun, silly, light comedy is a big part of the DNA of Star Wars because of 3PO. Oh yeah, that, that listening to you talk about just the first act of Star Wars, it's like that's some prime three PO, right? That he and for that's you're spending so much time. It's like, well, where's all the space wizards and uh, smugglers? All those things I saw on the poster, it's these <laughs> droids. And I'm glad you mentioned the the Laurel and Hardy of it all because this I will talk about in specific generation terms here. Growing up in the eighties, you know, I had Laurel and Hardy VHS tapes that I'd watch on Saturday morning with my mom and dad. And and that was the comparison in a lot of even writing the, the 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 droids the Laurel and Hardy of the Star Wars universe. I heard that a lot back then, and it is a it's an apt comparison when you look, especially when you look at Star Wars: A New Hope. Yeah, yeah, and at that point, it was a reference that was you know about forty years old culturally. Yeah. Uh, you know the the twenties, thirties, the thirties, and you know early forties were really their prime. So, you know, it, that was a reference that was only about 40, 45 years old, you know, and now it is much older. <laughs> and people might not be exposed yeah. to it the way that people of our generation were. So it, it for me, it was a, just a great thing to highlight of all of these different references that Lucas was pulling from, including this very specific comedy connection that yeah. I think 3PO then carries uh, all the way through to Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I, I, we'll leave this one a second. I, I also just typed up Laurel and Hardy just to just to, as you're chatting, uh, and uh, I love this description that comes from some uh, unknown website. People recognize the fundamental warmth of their characters, perhaps due to the very fact that they were such close friends. Even when they quarreled, a common instance across many of their films, Laurel and Hardy provided a lesson in friendship as they always buried the hatch at the end. And I'm thinking every three PO and R two adventure has has that template. And that's uh, that the warmth is absolutely there. Why we love these droids? Yeah, they spend a new hope uh, kicking and swearing at each other, yeah. <laughs> literally. Uh, and then you know what's the end? Uh, I, I'll give any of my circuits and gears to to make sure he's okay. You know. Yes. Yes. There you go. That's a great way to start the list, Joseph, because you're 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 touching on some DNA of them as a duo, but how much a lot of that is driven by three PO and his uh, wonderful fussiness, but his big heart. Fussiness, big heart, but also just that, like, uh, everything's always about me and it sucks <laughs> is a defining uh, part of his character, too. So that's my number five. That is a great place to start. My number five, we're jumping ahead to about 2015 after The Force Awakens. So, well, that actually might make it 2016 when you do kind of the math. Oh, all those years back then kind of. Ah, fall into one. Yeah, this came out in June 2016. Oh, what am I talking about? My number five is 3PO getting his red arm in the one-shot Marvel comic written by James Robinson with really different art by Tony Harris. Really good stuff. So this, I'm kind of submitting the entire story, but there's some stuff there at the end. 
Uh, for those that have not read it, I guess like spoilers, you can dig it up again. One shot, one issue. Uh, 3PO is trapped on a planet, an unnamed planet as far as I can tell, uh, with other resistance droids. Uh, their crew that they were with, uh, gone, boom. They can't find the captain. They can't find the crew. It's just the, the droids on this planet, and they have a prisoner, and it's 3PO with a construction droid, a PZ Sentry uh, security droid. Uh, we got an old 2-1-B medical droid, and they are transporting a prisoner that is an RA-7 uh, protocol droid, the Death Star droid, the, the big bug-eyed protocol droid. One of those models, his name's Omri, and they, he's a first order droid, and it's uh, a lot about that. And it 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 becomes kind of I I, I always mention like the movie Enemy Mine, two enemies stuck together on a planet. Uh, there was that great Rebels episode with Callus uh, and uh, Zeb that had that uh, kind of. Mo- mm-hmm. And this is a touching story that at the time Joseph was about the answer. Why does three PO have a red arm? JJ made the decision. He said there might have been something to the story, and then we get it. And it's not what I expected at the time. I expected uh, Poe, Han, Leia, big fights. Instead, you got this really touching, dare I say it, one of our favorite terms around Force Center, tone poem about <laughs> droids, uh, loyalty, who you serve, and whom you may have served because uh, droid memories, they're always wiped. And this Omri, who's a First Order droid, goes on this wonderful kind of uh, philosophical discussion about we don't know 3PO. We could have been on opposite sides before. You could have been on the Empire. I could have been on the Rebellion. We don't know because uh, our memories are white, but 3PO has memories there. And there's a great moment where he is connecting vaguely to things in his past, a city that's a planet, a molten lava planet, uh, green Mm. hills and an underwater city, all these things. But it all leads to Omri sacrificing himself for 3PO and gives up his arm. And that's when 3PO reaches down and grabs the arm of his former enemy, and that is the arm we see in The Force Awakens. Overall, I, I gotta submit the whole story, but it's that thing here at the end that I love. Yeah, the uh, the enemy mine, arm mine moment, yes. the yes. connection between people who should be on opposite sides but aren't really. Yeah, 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 and just the lessons learned. And again, at the time, you know, we were in that era of... Um, you know, we're in that era of, of we want answers and, and, and JJ's mystery box, which is a thing and you get a bigger discussions on it. It's a thing. And sometimes I don't think it's as big as a thing as people make it, quite frankly. Um, I, I love that, uh, you know, it, th- this issue was one of the first times I experienced. Wait, this wasn't about plot. It was about theme. And I didn't know what to think about it back then. And, and, and I did love it at the end. It was one of the things that maybe turned the corner for me on. I just love these stories of Star Wars, not the answers of Star Wars. Yeah, no, this is so great. I've never read this uh, comic, um, but I'm going to go download it when we're done recording uh, because I I love everything that you're saying. I've only ever heard uh, negative things about this comic book, but I realize it's because I've never heard anyone uh, say anything about the content of this comic book. It was just a lot of complicated feelings about, you know, changes for changes sake. Look, uh, you know, The Force Awakens is different because C-3PO has a red arm and you're not even going to find out about it in the movie. You have to buy this comic book. And, you know, there's a lot of, uh, as you said, those are complicated topics uh, and they're worthy of discussion. But to be perfectly honest, I've only have ever heard kind of negative opinions mm-hmm. about the fact that this comic book exists. <laughs> and I haven't heard, uh, as you're describing, all of the beautiful things that the comic book is about. And what I'm really hearing is there's some incredibly intriguing stuff to me about how 3PO feels about those faded memories, about the fact mm-hmm. that 
he he might have lots of memories that he doesn't uh, remember about the connection to uh, droids. Uh, you know, not really having a choice who they serve and how do they feel about that. All of that to me boils down to there's this big theme throughout Star Wars of everyone matters. And a lot Mm -hmm. of times our character's big victory is because uh, they reach out to someone and say, I don't think I'm better than you. In fact, will you help me? Right. You know, the Gungans, the Ewoks, Jar Jar himself, uh, on and on. Uh, And 3PO is one of those characters who just who takes a lot of abuse, mm-hmm. which can sometimes be understanding because he doesn't know when to stop talking. <laughs> uh, but this sounds like a comic book that the idea is just like, hey, for comedy, we beat up on 3PO, mm-hmm. but he does matter. So let's just have a reminder of his perspective that his perspective is valid and he matters. Absolutely. Yeah, he matters. He absolutely matters. It's it's a really touchy story. I was looking at the, there's a great quote at the end. That he's talking to BB-8. He says, uh, you have no idea how this arm offends my aesthetic sensibilities. Nevertheless, I will keep it for a while to remember. And then he looks out the window and has almost like a Luke-like vision of the droids that he lost along the way. And uh, it's really touching, man. And you don't get to see that side of 3PO, I don't think, really until Rise of Skywalker. No. Uh, and maybe all through the, the series, like I said, and, and the punching bag indeed. And uh, anyways, I highly recommend it. it it's worth a re- revisit if it's been a while since you read it. Uh, and, uh, it's, uh, it was, again, I, I, I can't explain it maybe as much as I want to. It was the first, I remember reading it and being moved by this, but going, that's, well, that's, but that's not what I wanted. I wanted that, that red arm was something else important, important to the story. And it, and it is, it's just the, uh, the heart and the themes of 3PO and his adventures. Yeah. That's a great one. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. All right. From there, we're up to your number four. Uh, for my number four, uh, we've talked a lot about how uh, 3PO matters, uh, that he should be respected, uh, and I'm going to a place where uh, he meant a lot to me as a kid because he was so horribly disrespected. Mm. <laughs> and my number four is just 3PO gets shot in Empire Strikes Back. Uh, there's so much about this that I love. There's so many, both uh, from... Uh, right before he gets shot to when he gets reattached, his head gets uh, turned back on uh, mm-hmm. by Chewie and he realizes what has happened to him. Those kind of bookends in between are some of the, like the best 3PO moments for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just, and, and I love what they, I love what everything that it says about the character, these moments, right? So mm-hmm. uh, he gets distracted because he sees, a familiar face. He sees himself. So you got that little bit of comedy uh, of vanity, right? So he sees E3PO yeah. and then the Ichuta. How rude is legitimately, it was funny to me as a kid. It's still funny to me now because Ichuta is one of those great, like oh. uh, I knew as a kid, I didn't know real human swear words and I knew that was a swear word, you know? <laughs> I knew I should not say Ichuta in front of my parents. So it was great. And then well, he, he, he hears an astromech droid and thinks, Maybe it could be R2. Just it, all this is just like, uh, it's so like lonely, you know? Yes. It's so desiring connection. And then there's that great comedy of like, oh, oh my. Oh no, please don't get up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> which, is, which is a great thing for a protocol droid to say of like, oh, I did, I, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to d- disturb you. Uh, and then of course, just you know, the the shot of the limbs splintering and uh, against the wall, you know, shattering against the wall. Um, and I think as a, as a kid and, and even now as an adult, just the fact that he gets shot, right? Like, um, Empire Strikes Back has a lot going on, but it's that feeling toward the end is you're getting into that act that, that 
the third act that the the sense of doom and all these warnings that Obi-Wan and Yoda have been given Luke yeah. is like, yeah, no, everything's going to fall apart. And like 3PO is the first domino of like, wow, yeah. 3PO does get blown apart. They're captured. Han's tortured. He's frozen in carbonite. Leia's devastated. Uh, Luke is emotionally devastated and physically maimed and they barely survive. And this like, this like, wow, they got their asses kicked mm. really does start with 3PO getting shot mm. and uh then when you know uh, Chewie gets him turned back on again one of my very very favorite moments of 3PO has always been playing back through the last things that he said right yeah. like, Empire here oh I must warn the others we're in terrible danger oh no I've been shot yeah. and it's this great it's like one of the, one of those kind of moments that I think really elevates uh Empire Strikes Back of it's kind of funny, but a really dark funny in that, oh, no, I've been shot, cuts to, like, even more real horror. So it's kind of like, okay, well, he's, he's a droid. He can be put back together. He's going to survive, but it's still a horrific, traumatic experience, and it's just a part of this whole picture of the trauma that our heroes are going to go through in Empire Strikes Back. I love that you picked this moment because it's also taken me way back, way back to uh... – the little fears I had as a kid when he's shot, it's pretty traumatic, you know, <laughs> like that's, that's the friend I just made. I love this droid. And I, you know, again, seeing Return of the Jedi first and they all kind of jumbled in one. I don't feel I saw him out of order, even though I did. It just it all rolled into my brain at one time. It was really traumatic and, 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 and painful. And then the moment you're talking about when I was, I don't know, maybe a year or so interviewing these m- movies, when I picked out that 3PO had had the answer. He knew what was happening before. Uh, no one would really listen. No one even thought to look for him, right? It takes a while. Uh, R2 is getting information. And even 3PO is kind of overlooking R2. Of, no, they fixed the hyperdrive. And, and to, to know that the droids had the answers for the other people affected me as a kid. And and, and 3PO uh, recovering and, and being carried around in a satchel, which is a figure I had, meant something to me that he was going to be okay. Yeah, and it, that is a big part of that too. Is it just it was aesthetically cool and fascinating. And this this idea of this character who is very human, right? Gets established yeah. right away in uh, a New Hope. This is not like the the fears of mechanization robots. These are not robots who are just they are cold and hard, and they know only facts. They're incredibly warm and emotional, right? Mm-hmm. So then, as a kid, that you can have this warm emotional character who's still alive, but their body is in pieces. Yeah. It was just like a, a part of the great fantasy of Star Wars. Yeah. 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 Gosh. And that's, that's a pretty ferocious blaster shot. You know, oh, it really is like he must have hit something explosive. Right. Because the fact that it just shatters 3PO. <laughs> Do you, uh, we're going to this could be an hour on this scene here. I've, I've spent many decades now wondering what were the stormtroopers doing? Were they just playing uh, Sabak, waiting, hiding? Like, you know, like Vader's like, everyone hide. We need you to hide. And then this droid comes walking in and just like, shoot him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, th- that stormtrooper must have been doing something that he shouldn't have. He was like making a personal call on Empire time or something because it is really panicky of like, he's sitting there clearly just like, ah, we're hiding like it's a surprise party. I guess Vader wants to be real theatrical about this. Great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then just blows this droid away. And you know, there's one stormtrooper who's like, I can't wait to just pop out on those stairs with that weird guy with the computer on his brain. Like, I'm ready for this. He's, he's, he's all for the pro wrestling theatrics of being a stormtrooper. And this guy's just shooting droids. That's fun. That's yeah. Fun. And then I would assume calls the Ugnots. 
Yeah. He's like, can yeah. you take this out of here? <laughs> this junk out of here. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. So everything from just some of the great uh, line deliveries, what it shows about char- about 3PO's character, his uh, his loneliness, his fear, the shock of it all, the fantasy of it all, uh, 3PO getting shot, my number four. That's a great number four, up to my number four. And we're going to a specific quote, but it's an overall big moment in the Star Wars story. We love talk, especially on Star Wars Rank. We do rankings just on the moments that change the galaxy or that change the story or someone makes a decision and things go here and there. And, you know, hey, I guess you could say the Force is in control of it all. Uh, I absolutely love it. New Hope, where uh, R5 uh, explodes, his motivator goes, which, you know, we have some uh, perhaps loose cannon behind the reason for that. That's R5's journey. Uh, But uh, nevertheless, his uh, motivator explodes, and they're in the need of a new astromech droid, and 3PO says to his new owner, excuse me, sir, but that R2 unit is in prime condition, a real bargain. And I think that is one of those moments that changes the fate of the Star Wars story. If they couldn't convince Luke, who then had to convince Uncle Owen, who then had to convince the Jawas, you know, it's a chain of events that's very important to the Star Wars story. And I just love that it speaks to 3PO's loyalty. Again, talk about traumatic, sad moments for a kid. Uh, CR2 uh, sitting there kind of beep, 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 he's like swaying back and forth like don't forget me mission friendship all those things and 3PO just having that sad forlorn look and then seeing a moment of opportunity seeing a chance to keep connected with his friend after he's just been kicking him and and they say you know you know, uh, you know going getting separated you go this way I'll go my way I hate you I hate you you can see the love right there in that moment it always has stood out to me it's an important 3PO moment and an important one in the Star Wars saga Absolutely. I think there is a power to that. The fact that a new hope does start, uh, you know, a little slower in, in, you know, as a kid, you could be like, wait, so 3PO is the main character, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 3PO and Archer are the main characters. But even as a kid, I think without being able to put words to it, that moment, the fact that R2 almost gets left behind uh, and then R5's motivator is bad, but then that 3PO steps up to the plate and makes the pitch, right? Mm-hmm. It really just uh, gets your head thinking about fate, destiny choices you know what is meant to be what almost didn't be you know if 3PO didn't say anything right there what all changes you know would it have all happened anyway because it was meant to happen or is that the moment that changes everything in the entire galaxy like you don't have to write an essay on fate and destiny and choice to just kind of feel that even as a young kid viewing that moment Mm. and that is a big important choice that 3PO makes yeah and it's and look I I I don't I don't know where I really come down on the R5 story and, and from uh, the uh, from a certain point of view book where he makes the choice to blow his own motivator because he and R2 have talked. And I don't I don't come down on it either way. Super love it or super hate it. It's just a fun little story to consider. Um, but this whole mo- this whole moment, what, what you just talked about, kind of boils down to it's connection, right? It's that friendship. It's Laurel and Hardy of it all. I'm so glad you set that up with your previous choice, Joseph, because. That's what drives 3PO in that moment. I don't necessarily think it's the mission. I don't necessarily think he believes in the mission or understands the mission that R2 says he's on. He just knows in the moment that that little guy's my friend and we get through a lot together and we've been through a lot already in just this last day or two and I need him. And connection, that big theme drives the choice forward for me. Yeah, as he's going to say very shortly, he's his counterpart, right? He is the part that balances him out together. You know, they can do anything. They've worked together for a long time. He's not going to leave his friend behind, even though uh, 
he gets angry with him. (laughs) He's not going to leave his friend behind. He just tried that and it didn't work out well for him. So (laughs) he is going to stick up for his little buddy. It's great. No little buddies left behind. So that is my number four. (laughs) Uh, A real bargain. R2 is 3PO wants his pal. Uh, We are now up to your number three. Uh, my number three, we are jumping into the more recent times. We are going to the Rise of Skywalker. Uh, this was hard for me because I think the, the Rise of Skywalker is a just a 3PO showroom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 3PO gets so many uh, great moments. We're going to be talking about some more spoilers. Uh, he gets, of course, hero moments. He gets some great personality moments. Uh, he gets some great touching moments he gets some great comedy moments and i think the one that pops out for me there are a bunch yeah but i just had to pick this one because it's the one that like it was so funny and from such a great perspective that it like actually surprised me in the theater yeah Uh, because comedy has been a tradition of star wars as we talked about specifically 3po carrying the comedy but sometimes 3po can get a little like yeah we know the shtick now <laughs> yeah it's been 40 years uh we know your bits 3po and this broke that mold it's still 3po but it felt so fresh so my number 3 is they've uh, fallen through uh the sand into that cavern on pasana and everybody is uh, shouting out to see if everyone is okay poe in particular and 3PO says to Poe, you didn't say my name, sir, but I'm all right. <laughs> it is so funny. It it works well. 3PO is a great comedy partner for uh, for R2, uh, for Han in particular. Yeah. Uh, this is a moment where he's a great comedy partner uh, for Poe. Because yeah. Poe's arc in Rise of Skywalker is he's trying to hang on to his hope, right? He's trying to stay positive, but he's just kind of frustrated by everything he's extra grumpy right and so having 3po to be kind of like the person who contrasts this of like yeah i know you're stressed and worried about everyone but let me point out that you know you didn't say my name (laughs) but i'm all right uh it's just it's great comedy it it plays off of poe's grumpiness really really well and there is this thread just run through rise of skywalker about 3PO being the one who is not heard, not listened to, uh, valued, but always kind of in the background. Mm. The essence of what he has to say is listened to when it's really important, but the details aren't listened to. And mm. it's it's easy for our heroes to sometimes just see him as a, as a tool mm. and not as a uh, fully fleshed out feeling, thinking being. Mm. And the fact that this, that's what really gets me is like this line points to almost three people after all these years saying like, uh, yeah, I, I kind of get it now. They, they don't see me <laughs> and I'm going to start asserting that they should. Mm. And so it's like really funny, but it's a darker version of the silly Butler droid. Yeah. And it has like real depth to his character and to his story, I think. Uh, yeah. So, it's very dangerous because we might discuss other things that we might have uh, on the list. list. (laughs) Yes. But, but rise of Skywalker does this so well for three PO. I, again, I, I I maybe even hinted it up top. I'll say more directly. I I'm a fan that maybe has spent over years over years been affected by three PO. I just said an empire, new hope and everything, but yeah, I don't own a lot of three PO merchandise. I don't, uh, I don't have three PO posters. He's, he's, he is the butler to me in, in my head over the years. I'm, I'm a Han guy. I want that blaster. I don't want to, what, what does 3PO have? An iPad? I don't know. I don't want it. <laughs> and I've overlooked him for decades. And this movie, the comedy, you, you, you and I know comedy, comedy from character is so important. 
It's not jokes. It's about where it comes from. Uh, the, the, that particular line, you're so right. It was, it was a guffaw, dare I say, in a theater because it came from just such a real spot and worked on those levels. Yeah. Yeah. And there's just that great comedy of like what we're doing here, uh, what we're working for this mission is because we are the people who are standing up and protecting the whole galaxy and see everyone is valuable. That's what we're doing here, except our heroes have a little bit of a blind spot (laughs) and three people's like, it's me. I'm right here, you know? And there's that line a couple beats later about like, is this the afterlife? Am I even allowed here? Which is perhaps an even darker (laughs) version of three PO reflecting on his identity and uh, his value. Uh, But this one just for me is, is an all time great comedy line in star Wars and, and really, really uh, defining of three PO. I uh, couldn't agree more. So many moments in the movie. And I think I, I had to be careful not to make my list Rise of Skywalker and A New Hope because there's so many others, but there's some real big highlights either way. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, I'm going to I'm going to contain myself and stop there. So that's my number three. That that is a great number three uh, for my number three. We are going to go to Return of the Jedi. And this moment, look. Some things happen, man, and it's not the end of the adventure, but the, the moment where our heroes, we had a great R2 moment last week, R2 using his buzzsaw to uh, cut everyone down from the Ewok trap. Uh, moments later, one of my favorite moments as a child, and still one of my I watched it this morning, 3PO comes up, his head hurts. Who knows? A droid has a headache from that fall. And the Ewoks bow before thy God. 3PO is finally praised. Now, this is just episodes four, five, and six. We haven't spent uh, episodes one through nine with 3PO at this point in our lives, if you're watching the movie for me as a kid. But I I got it there. 3PO has his moment in the sun. And Luke, look, love Luke. Love, they're snickering. They're, they're kind of a, oh, God, a 3PO's a god. These crazy little furry creatures, they don't know nothing. But it helps get things moving. It helps get, yeah, were they still going to, serve Han on a, on a dish. Yes. There's more things that happen, but in this moment, I just really appreciate three PO getting his praise after being, uh, you know, quite frankly crapped on for many of the movies and then, you know, job is palace. He's knocked off the edge. He doesn't even know the plan. He thinks R2 played the wrong message. He's out of the loop, but here he is the loop. He is their golden God. I absolutely love it. As the Ewok says, that guy's wise. <laughs> I love that you picked this one and I love that you point out uh, he goes from such lowly depth being covered in uh, neon green ooze, uh, Nickelodeon ooze that seems to somehow come from Jabba's elbow <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> uh, to being thought of as a god, right? And there's some yeah. great comedy in it because uh, 3PO does get treated uh, he gets ignored or he gets told to shut up sometimes mm-hmm. through his own fault, sometimes through the yeah. kind of the, the hubris of, uh, of the heroes. And it's all great for comedy, but he also like, he does think highly of himself, right? He, he wants to be this like prim proper. Yeah. I am not a God, but like, I'm very important. And I don't know why everybody isn't always consulting <laughs> with me. <laughs> uh, so there's that feeling where like, you think maybe he's going to be like, yeah, I am a God. Yeah. And then the fact that he sort of receives it with like, well, it's, it gets my programming to impersonate a deity and like that, that he does kind of just take it in stride and it's almost an opportunity to do what he does to actually translate and actually, you know, facilitate communication. It, yeah. And it seems like he's almost more into it from the perspective of like, okay, well, good. <laughs> yeah. I can do what I'm supposed to. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I wouldn't call. Yeah, you really touch on some interesting there. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call three PO arrogant, right? But just has a sense of I, I, I have a. I, I know my worth. I know what I should be treated. I, I, I have, I have good things in me that I can do. I have things I'm going to get to. Like I, I think he has a. He knows, and the Ewoks are reflecting a little bit of that. Yeah, it's it's almost like three PO. If he like worked in like a standard office, like he wouldn't be thinking like I should be the manager. Mm-hmm. But like whatever he's in charge of, right? If he was in charge of supplies, right, he would be so in charge of supplies, and he'd be mad that people don't listen to him about how we ration out pencils. You know, like right. he is in he is in total control of his domain. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I just as a uh, as a, as a kid, which is so much of our joy from Star Wars starts there. If that's when you first watch Star Wars, whatever generation, if you were young when it came into your life, I think just the amusement I had in, in the theater at seven, these teddy bears bound before the, the droid. I, I just got it. I just knew. And and uh, I make fun of Luke and Han, but even their Snickers, it just it just added to the, the comedy for me of uh, 3PO, that guy. So, yeah, that, is that guy's wise. That's that great. Guys wise. Indeed. One of the greatest lines in all of star Wars, right? There you go. <laughs> uh, that is my number three, which means we're up to your number two here in our list of favorite C3PO moments. Uh, this is one that just had to be on my list. It is also from the uh, sequel trilogy era. It is from the force awakens. It is three uh, PO in one of his great comedy moments. I kind of think three PO's greatest comedy is when he uh, knows uh the spirit of uh, of protocol of uh, human interactions of human cyborg relations, <laughs> mm-hmm. as he says. Uh, but he or he knows the letter of it, but he does not understand the spirit of it. Is what I meant to say. So my number two is three uh, PO interrupting Han and Leia's reunion. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It is just so well uh, orchestrated as a piece of comedy. There is this great depth. I think. Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford are knocking it out of the park with the meaningful looks. The music is swelling. There's that great uh, mm-hmm. shot in in profile uh, of of the sun streaming uh, through the trees, and all you feel the weight of all that history. And then three PO does what he is absolutely best at: interrupting. <laughs> yeah. The fact that he just pops into the frame. <laughs> in a perfect comedy way like i mean speaking of you know he, he uh he comes from a celebration of film comedy film comedians that is such a perfectly a uh, filmic comedic yeah. moment using the rigidity of the frame of the film mm. and then having this movement pop in uh, that is 3po is hilarious and then his uh, actual dialogue there goodness han solo it is Han, he says. Uh, it is I, C-3PO. You probably don't recognize me because of the red arm. <laughs> and then he turns to Leia, like, look, look who it is. And then she gives him that great look, like, 3PO, yes. we've, we've been over this. And he, he goes through this sort of like, oh, oh, I'm, I'm doing the thing that we've talked about. <laughs> and, you know, shuffles away and there's some more dialogue. But it's just the perfect undercut mm-hmm. of the depth of that moment. And you know, the, the depth gets, uh, gets picked up immediately. Uh, but just great, great three PO comedy too, that he is a little self-involved, right. Of mm-hmm. you, that he doesn't recognize that moment is not about him. And then the great absurdity of you probably don't recognize me because of the red arm. Right. That's like, <laughs> that's like when you know somebody who just got like a slightly different haircut and they think like it's changed everybody's perception of the entire world. <laughs> Everything is there. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, I, I, I've just talked about this moment so much in my on air and off air. Just, I love that moment. It, it, the comedy of character and full display. And, and it, it highlights what maybe sometimes some of the 3PO humor in other films maybe doesn't work as others. But this one remains, uh, dare I say this term, pitch perfect. What a way to bring him back in this series. What a fun way. The undercutting of the moment, like you said, but being so of the moment. And I just, I... I identify with 3PO in that moment of, yeah, you're right. He's self-involved unintentionally at, at, at on most occasions, I think. Just like you said, he's, he's, he's worried about the protocol. He knows what's going on. But just, just to have that, like, you probably think so little of me over the years that you don't recognize me. This slight change is how I always took it for myself. Right. In the fact that he needs to feels the need to reintroduce himself, it is I, C-3PO, because he's used to not being seen or heard. Yeah. Yeah, and I, yeah, it's a, it's a real world uh, connector for me. I, I, I'm kind of bad at just like uh, I've been at parties. Oh my gosh, what, what's your name? It's so nice to meet you. And they're like, we we did a show two years ago. I uh, I just assume you don't know me. <laughs> and I just, exactly. I'm trying to make you comfortable and me comfortable. And I think I see a lot of that in three PO, and, and it's uh, the uh, his protocol uh, up against uh, the actual moment. Uh, it's it's always colliding, and I love this. Yeah, and this is just a great collision. So that's my number two. 3PO interrupts Han and Leia's reunion. Yeah, and then that red arm has great value to 3PS, which is why probably he's really excited about it, too. Uh, yes, great number two. My number two is going back to episode four, A New Hope. And I'll say, once again, some quick thinking on 3PO's part, not unlike uh, using his desire to keep R2 around uh, to convince Luke that uh, that little astromech is a good bargain. Now we're going to, during the high tension of the trash compactor scene, R2 and 3PO stuck up in the little control room. They lock themselves in. They come out. The, our heroes are going to be squished. 3PO's got to come up with a plan to get out, turns the corner, and that wonderful little, oh, as he sees the stormtrooper guarding the exit point. I love that little beat. But then he says, all this excitement is over on the circuits of my counterpart here. If you don't mind, I'd like to take him down to maintenance. Uh, which I love the way Anthony knows, says that line. And there's quick thinking that saved her heroes. Because the R2 uh, hero moment comes a little bit later. You and I even talked about that last time out. Uh, shutting down the garbage mashers. Great hero moment for R2. And 3PO is, is kind of lost the plot a little bit. He's kind of, he's kind of uh, you know, going bonkers. But it's, it's, uh, it's this moment that gets him there. R2 can't do that unless 3PO has the quick thinking to say, I need to get my friend down to maintenance. Yeah, it is one of the many moments in Star Wars, but in some ways the first of, hey, people don't pay attention to droids and yes. people don't really consider us or worry about what we're doing. So maybe I can use that to my advantage. Yes. Right. Yeah. Self-aware yeah. at that point. Which is just a great uh, character moment. And also like, <laughs> you know, the droids are the thing, uh, R2 in particular, but the droids are the thing. The droids are kind of have been the MacGuffin. Of a new hope. I mean, it, technically, it is the plans, but they, you know, are the carriers. These are not the droids you're looking for. You know, droids, droids, droids. They've been uh, the focus of this. And Luke and Han, in their all their anxieties and their adventure, you know, give them, <laughs> give them such like a, a comically callous advice of like, well, you went through by ass, like, well, what about us? So like, lock the door and hope they don't have blasters. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what he did and said of just. He did those things, uh, but then when that didn't work, yeah, he he did the like, uh, oh well, uh, let me let me improvise. Yeah, yeah. Look, no, no one can. 
you can't argue that Luke and Han and, and Leia aren't uh, you know, the main characters and, and perhaps with a lot of focus on Luke, understandably, for his actions at the end, saving the day. But I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe there already is a think piece out there in some website uh, with a name no one can remember that's like the main characters of New Hope are actually R2 and 3PO. You, you touched on it earlier, Joseph, like all through more than any other movie. They, they are main cast members and kind of were to me as a kid during this time. They're there for all of it. Yeah, no, I think that idea of R2 and 3PO as the chroniclers of the adventure, mm-hmm. I, I think it, it it remains strong, but it is so strong in the original trilogy. And and this is one of those moments where, yeah, no, it, it would not have worked if, if 3PO and R2 had not been so clever here. So clever. And that uh, wonderful little, oh, is, uh, again, one of my favorite little underrated comedy moments in Star Wars. Uh, that is my number two. But before we get to our number ones, we're going to do some runner-ups. And even before we do that, we're going to take a quick break and reset here on Star Wars Rank. When we come back, our favorite scene three PO movies. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, Force Center friends, make sure you're keeping up to date on all the great content from Jennifer Landa. Whether it's YouTube, Instagram, or TikTok, you whippersnappers, Force Center's own Jennifer Landa continues to bring you fun, informative, and insightful laughs and moments. Also, Jennifer brings her experience and perspective as a Star Wars-loving mother to her DIY projects, blogs, and more. So be sure to head on over to JennyLanda.com. That's J-E-N-I-L-A-N-D-A.com for articles like how to make your own Darth Maul sneakers or 10 unique Star Wars baby gift ideas. Follow Jen on Twitter and Instagram at Jennifer Landa and on TikTok as Jennifer Landa 1138 <laughs> Welcome back to Star Wars Rank. Me and Joseph Scrimshaw are ranking our favorite C-3PO moments in the Star Wars saga, and a lot to choose from, which is why we always have some runner-up, some honorable mentions, things that didn't quite make our list, even though we love them just the same. Joseph, what do you have on your list? Yeah, no, this was hard to to keep it even remotely short, but, but I think I did it. Uh, one that I wanted to throw in, because I think it's just such a classic uh, 3PO as a comedy duo who is actually doing the setup rather than the punchline, uh, everybody loves the line, never tell me the odds, right? Mm-hmm. But that is impossible without 3PO doing kind of his most basic, straightforward 3PO thing of giving the odds, right? Of It's a 3,720 to 1 to mm-hmm. successfully navigate an asteroid field. So I wanted to shout out that moment of uh, of 3PO being his at his most 3PO. Yeah. Uh, and then a lot of the other moments I wanted to share are these moments where he kind of diverges from that mm-hmm. um, and, and gets some victories. 
Uh, one of my favorite moments for 3PO comes from the Clone Wars, the episode Evil Plans. Uh, we discussed that relatively recently on the Clone Wars report, if you want to check that out. But uh, the basic setup of this episode is that Padme is trying to put on this really elegant dinner uh, for a character named Senator Ong, who holds the deciding vote on a military oversight committee. So, like, actual important protocol mm. Mm. <laughs> and you get to see 3PO is in charge of planning the dinner and he is just twisted up into nervous knots about it uh and then by the end of the episode he pulls it off and <laughs> this uh, senator who holds the deciding vote uh votes yes because 3PO planned a great dinner because he did the protocol right and Padme compliments him and says you've done a magnificent job and then 3PO just starts turning to everyone in the room saying a magnificent job a magnificent job and it's just one of those like great victories for 3PO yeah. of like this when, when he's walking through uh, the desert he doesn't remember this moment because his memory's been wiped but every time when he's saying like oh my joints are full of sand I mean shot at it. I don't want to be here this is awful we're doomed all that like this is what he's thinking of, right? Like, yeah. this is what he's for. And he did it. And it's so great. If, it's so great to see when he did a magnificent job of the job he's supposed to be doing. <laughs> I'm going to make a deep cut reference to a Kids in the Hall movie that no one really watched. But it's the like the drug in brain candy that just takes you to your happy spot over and over. If 3PO could do that, he would just go to this moment over and over. <laughs> and over. Like, a magnificent party. job. A magnificent job. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a big one for me. Um, another moment where I think he gets uh, a, a stretch, his his uh, performance gets stretched in a great way is, you know, the darkness of Revenge of the Sith, where um, I, I don't know if at any point Lucas was tempted to just throw in some super wacky three view comedy toward the end. Uh, but I love that moment when the, the temple is burning, things are a mess, and he he's trying to comfort Padme. He can see that she's upset and he he asks if she can he can do anything for her and he just kind of hangs his head and walks away and says, Oh, I feel so, so helpless. Mm. And it's just this moment of, um, honesty, right. Of like, he, he truly does care about the people that he's with. He wants to help them. You know, he's, he's so like begging, <laughs> like, yeah. do you need me to plan a dinner? Do you need the odds for anything? Can I do any protocol that will help in this emotional moment and he can't you know and he's yeah. sad about it and i think it's just a touching moment of of emotion from 3po it, it's uh, it's his love language right he just it, let me let me plan something for you to help <laughs> let me let me have purpose here uh let me let me serve you that's what i love to do and it, it, it's funny it popped up i was scrubbing through the movies to to watch some moments again and that one just popped up and i uh, I, I knew you were going to be discussing this way and i so i focused on it it, it, it yeah it is it, it's it, in a dark in a dark moment it, it's it's really sweet it's really really sweet and it, it yeah there there's it's one of those moments where where 3PO is on the right wavelength and he mm. he knows what's going on he makes the offer and and he walks away yeah 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 uh, so I got a, a couple more, but do you want to want me to bat it back to you? Bat it back, indeed. Uh, we uh, are going to go for me back to New Hope again. A lot of uh, understandably, this is you're establishing the galaxy in 1977. 3PO and R2 are all through this movie, perhaps uh, you know, uh, unique to a New Hope versus the other movies. This is their story here. Uh, I just love uh, the the Jeric moment, space chest, holo chest, whatever you want to call it, whatever you call it, growing up. The the I suggested new strategy R two let the Wookiee win I just love the comedy of that I love uh, 
the smug look on Chewie's face, you know, like, yeah, no, I'll, now I will. I'm, I'm a sore loser. I will rip your arms out of your socket. Uh, and Han just kind of delivering it with that uh, Harrison grumble. Uh, I just love, uh, I love the moment. It's always stood out to me. It's always fun. And then I had, as a, as a youngster, I had a little bit of fear, like 3PO was going to get his arm ripped out right then. <laughs> We've already seen him lose an arm once in this film. So we yeah. know it can happen, right? Yeah, indeed. Yeah, uh, I think that's a great one to highlight. That is, you know, a famous Star Wars line for a reason. Yeah, right. Yeah, definitely works. Uh, then another one for me, two moments in The Phantom Menace. I'll touch upon here. I love, I, 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 it, it, it's one that's kind of a recent addition to my list. I'll admit it's not something I've, uh, for the last 20 years, have been like, hey, everyone, this is a great moment. I just, on, on a recent viewing, it stuck out. So I want to include it in here. When Padme is uh, meeting 3PO in Anakin's bedroom and he's talking about the droid he he built or refurbished to, uh, you know, to be technical, uh, she says he's perfect. And 3PO just goes, perfect? With a question mark, which I just, I was touched by that, especially with the moment you just talked about at the end and, and to know what they go through to, and the tragedies all through their lives and what they experience. And then again, when you're talking about New Hope and all these things where he's just... He's kind of he's kind of crapped on a lot, and to have someone just meet him and be like, "Oh, he's he's perfect," and three PO recognize that. Maybe he doesn't even know the word. I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming he does. He's he's got a he's got his uh, little hard drive working in there. But I just I thought it was just a great moment to start out his journey with us, where someone's like, "Don't worry, you're perfect. You're who you are. You're exactly what you need to be." And three PO uh, tries to take it in. Yeah, that's a really great uh, some three PO headcanon yeah. that uh, he was uh, just really striving to live up to the first thing that Padme said to him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all along, she called me perfect. That's a, that's a pressure I have to build it. Uh, <laughs> at the other moment in, in, in Phantom Menace, I love. Uh, I have loved for twenty plus years. Even when I was like for Phantom Menace, and one of the reasons I would you know had some trouble with Phantom Menace is this particular moment is so epic. And then it's followed up by just some good old fashioned George Lucas fart humor. Uh, it is the pod race flag bearer scene when all the flags mm. being carried out and the music is epic. It's swelling and it's a great shot. And three PS there he's carrying Anakin's flag out and he, he just looks glorious. It's a great moment. And you know, then the OP does a fart in a second to Jar Jar and, I remember that that upsetted me more than celebrating this moment. And now I celebrate this moment. It's it's a great 3PO as a, in, a, in a hero shot moment for me. Uh, I am so with you. Celebrate the flag. Forgive the fart. That is just good life advice. <laughs> Especially since we've seen that uh, extended cut where the EOP fart was initially much longer. <laughs> but you're so right. That flag moment was so cool. And in yeah. those uh, youthful days where you're wanting Star Wars to just be cool all the time, mm -hmm. that was one of the shots that was just like, that's there's visually striking. It's like got mm -hmm. some like great sort of visual poetry to it of like, yeah, that's that's the. Yeah. That's 3PO's actual lot in life is to carry the Skywalker flag. <laughs> and now he's doing it literally. Doing it literally. I love that there. Uh, what else is on your list, sir? Uh, this is perhaps my most controversial thing I've ever had in a Star Ooh. Wars ranked. Uh, so 3PO's big moments in Attack of the Clones, he's got some great ones. Uh, the whole Geonosian arena, a lot of 3PO's comedy is, uh, I understand some people absolutely love it. It is, uh, it is slapstick comedy. And if uh, you're exposed to it young and it's one of the first times you're seeing some slapstick comedy, I can understand how it would uh, live on in your heart. Uh, some of the slapstick comedy, some of the uh, puns, 
involved in 3PO's whole adventure of having his uh, head and body swapped uh, with battle droid parts don't land for me, but this one line always has, and I thought I'd celebrate it. I do like it when 3PO is, his head is on the body of the battle droid, (laughs) and he yells, die, Jedi dogs! (laughs) And then immediately says, what did I say? I think for me, it's because the darkness of that you know, right, undercuts right. kind of the, the the cuteness of some of the other comedy. And it's just funny to hear that really different delivery of die Jedi dogs. You know, what, I, <laughs> it's I, a surprising turn of phrase and it, it legitimately makes me laugh. I, I'm, I'm going to back your play, which is if, if you know, I've touched upon it today already. But if you listen to me long enough, I, I just I'm definitely one of the ones who does not like 3PO's humor and uh, attack the clones in this particular sequence. But yeah, you know what? If I if I were remove remove that uh the negative uh, uh thoughts all the negative thoughts from my head this moment does does remain and it's also one of those star wars moments this happens a lot where maybe that guy's wise I, that's i would not call that a shining star wars moment i legitimately consider it one of my favorites <laughs> and if that was in a movie now i'd be like oh my gosh this is ridiculous i got an ewok saying that guy's wise that doesn't make but the joy is there. So I will back this. Die, Jedi dogs. I'll take it. I'll stand. Yeah. If there is a Star Wars Battlefront 3 video game, I think you should be able to play as uh, as this version of 3PO and you should be able to shout, die, Jedi dogs. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, just a couple other moments for me. I just also wanted to just celebrate some moments that are like, they aren't huge. They're just moments of really successful 3PO comedy banter. Mm-hmm. I love the moment in Empire Strikes Back uh, where... Han has just had his mouth uh, or his hand on 3PO's mouth and he lets it go. And then 3PO says, might I inquire what's going on? And Han says, sure, why not? And just walks away. <laughs> and 3PO says, impossible, man. <laughs> it's just, it's a, it's a great little just uh, comedy bounce back and forth. And I love that 3PO is being so honest with himself of like, of all the, the uh, people I work with that frustrate me, this man, this man, yeah, <laughs> it's so impossible. I, I, um, yeah, I hope go, at some point Ray and three PO had a conversation where three PO got to say Han's an impossible man, and Ray got to say Poe's a difficult man. I, I hope at some point that changed. <laughs> I'm sure three PO keeps a list of who is impossible, who is difficult, who is rude. <laughs> uh, a really early three PO moment of of comedy that is one of those ones like I always heard it, uh, but then I just really started to appreciate it. And I look forward to it as the scene rolls around the, uh, you know, moment of uh, Uncle Owen actually purchasing 3PO, kind of grilling him about what he does. We get some of 3PO's, you know, uh, famous lines, upselling himself Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he's going on about everything that he can do. And Uncle Owen just says, yeah, shut up. And then he says, shutting up, sir. Yes. Really quietly, the the first command he obeys from his new master, Uncle Owen, is to shut up. And he just goes right along with it. Love it. It's a great one. And then my final thing is uh, less comedy and more just like one of those moments of like great 3PO development. Uh, There's that whole thread through many different stories. But for me, we spend the most time on it in the uh, Poe Dameron comics Mm. that 3PO is running this droid spy network for the resistance. And it is just this great. Uh, another great moment where 3PO really gets to kind of come through like Leia has such a relationship with him now she she knows his skills uh she knows his weaknesses and she needs information mm. and who's good at keeping track of a bunch of information 3PO and then it also just really plays on this like knowledge that 3PO has uh, deep down in his circuits and gears that people don't pay attention to droids 
mm. and they don't worry about them. So they make for great spies because they're not paying attention to what they're spilling in front of a droid. It's just such a great tribute uh, mm. to 3PO into his whole journey. And honestly, just it's something kind of cool for 3PO to do that yeah. makes sense for his character to run a droid spy network. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's like it's definitely an overlooked part of his uh, work resume now. You know, if he posts <laughs> that on LinkedIn, uh, people are not going to see it as much and they should. I, I love that little reference. Yeah. So that's my list of um, honorable mentions. Yeah. A couple more for, for me. I do love in last Jedi, uh, you know, I arguably not a ton for three Peter doing last Jedi versus some other films, but again, that comes and goes. I mean, revenge of Sith, I'd say there's not a ton either. Uh, but uh, when, when Poe's got his, uh, his, uh, his mutiny going, his coup to take over. Uh, I love when three PO tries to leave and says it would quite be against my programming to be party to a mutiny. It's not correct protocol. Keeping with tradition in the height of the moment and just him just finally standing up to someone like Poe, you know, think Han back in the day of just being like, nope, I'm out of here. It doesn't work. <laughs> I just love these like this is too much. Yeah, and I really do like Anthony Daniels' delivery, and I think it is it's a real fresh twist on the three PL delivery. You're like it is not proper protocol. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not. Uh, and the final one for me, Rise of Skywalker. You know, so they Lando shows back up, and hey, look, yay, Lando, and so many of us were excited. But you have to assume for you putting together the movie, there's a chance some of the younger fans or newer fans don't really know who Lando Calrissian is. So someone's got to deliver the exposition someone's got to state who he is in that scene how are you going to do that there's many ways to do that and maybe the the grandson of rick olier could have shown up there on pasana and done it for us but it falls on c-3po i think it's a fun use of just identifying the character here in the story with him just going this is general lando Carisi. we know 3po i <laughs> thought it played well and just again just 3po the keeper of the information like you said uh run of the spy networks he knows he's going to tell you. And uh, I just love also the excitement that 3PO has in this moment, especially considering where their relationship began back in Empire Strikes Back, which is <laughs> this is General Lando Calrissian. Can you believe it? Yeah, yeah. I really love that moment. I love everything you're saying about it. And I love that it is almost like a presentation, like put your hands together for <laughs> General Baron Lando Calrissian. Oh, I love it there. So those are some of our honorable mentions. There's uh, many more out there, but these are some of the ones we highlighted. But now we're going to work uh, our way up here. We have worked our way up to our number one moments, our favorite C-3PO moments. I'll go first so Joseph can close the show. And we are going to the Rise of Skywalker. And C-3PO sacrifices his memory, sacrifices himself, all he knows for the cause. Here we are. We're on Kajimi, Babu Frick, all those things. And it it works in the movie for me. We talked a lot about R2 and uh, restoring the memories last week. It's one, one of uh, one of the moments we discussed. I, I think this is such a wonderful moment for 3PO. And there's so much to it. It also, by the way, is a great trailer moment, which maybe you go on to not like Rise of Skywalker as much as he thought you were after the trailer, but as a trailer moment, it was a tearjerker. That got, I remember Star Wars Celebration, she kept just, that was kind of some discussion on the floor, like, oh, 3PO, I'm saying goodbye to my friends. Oh my gosh, my eyes started watering. So it works for me on that level too. Uh, but this big moment, Joseph, uh, ties together his story, all the things you and I are talking about. It brings it together, these nine pictures of maybe the droid with the answers, the droid out of place, the droid pushed aside, the droid shot, the droid insulted by Han, the droid given the odds, and no one would listen. But there's Ray. Such a, It's a Ray moment, too. 
of, of you and I love that moment. 3PO, no one knows the odds better than you. You, you know we need to do this. And, and, and his big choice, he has choice in this moment. He's not shutting up, sir, being barked at by Owen. Uh, he's not uh, just following protocol. He maybe in a way steps out of it to make th- this big decision because all those memories he has, all the adventures that he kind of remembers or does remember, all the things he done he has done, would be for nothing if they don't do this right now and take this to the final chapter of the Star Wars story. It falls on 3PO, and he makes the decision. Does he know that his memory is going to be restored from R2? You know, he thinks R2, he's rusty, and, you know, you can't trust his innards. He doesn't know all that. And maybe we get that answer real soon, and I've heard some of those complaints. Uh, The sacrifice wasn't anything. C-3PO doesn't know any of that in this moment. All he knows is he will never see his friends again, but he has to do it for the cause. It's my favorite C-3PO moment. There's so much that is great about this moment. Uh, There's so much that uh, summarizes different elements of 3PO's character in his journey. Uh, I was just rewatching a bit of The Force Awakens where BB-8 is is pulling the sheet off of R2 and wanting him to wake up. And and I forgot that 3PO even says there, like, he probably doesn't have the rest of that map in him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which uh, so there's this great through line of 3PO doubting uh, R2's uh, memory banks. R2 must have forgotten one thing once and 3PO won't let it go. Uh, so is that great bit of comedy. But yeah, it gives it that the stakes that he truly believes that this might be it. And one of the great threads of 3PO throughout this is he's often paying attention to the situation that he's in, uh, the mission that he's on. He's, he pays attention to the big picture when he's asked to, uh, but he's often paying attention to just this moment. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of cowardice that creeps in, I think because of that, because he's kind of, he's centering himself in the story, which that's fine. It is his story too. Uh, but like I go to that moment in Empire Strikes Back where he's like, surrender is a perfectly reasonable alternative, right? Like, in that great moment where he knocks quickly on Jabba's door and then immediately turns around, right? Yeah, There's yeah. such a history of the comedy of cowardice, uh, which again goes back to to uh, uh, Oliver Hardy as he talks big and then he's the one who gets frightened. Yeah, uh, And to see 3PO basically just kind of turn and fully accept the big picture because Ray asks him to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Ray, Ray, who sees the value and everybody says, this is your value. You, you know, the odds, you know, the big picture, really face the big picture and ask yourself if there's any other way. And, and he faces, I think his cowardice yeah. and pushes through. And the fact that, um, he's kind of repeating something that he's heard his, his comrades say, right. If this mission fails, it was all for nothing. All we've done all this yeah. time really shows that he is listening yeah. and just that great, taking one last look at my friends Mm. it's like we've always known that 3PO wants to be seen wants to be valued you know wants to be heard but that idea of like no you you it's not just that I want you to see me it's that I see you you know you're my friends it's really touching yeah uh yeah no absolutely well said it and I just Rise of Skywalker does a lot of things for me personally I know it does for you as well and it does for a lot of our listeners uh, I, I I just think for what it does for C-3PO's journey through all of these fel- films, the nine plus films, Rebels, Clone Wars, all those things. I just I just think it brings brings it in for a real heartwarming uh, landing for me. And that's why it's my favorite moment. And, uh, and it, it just, yeah, that again, that not, that trailer moment. Again, I'm someone I the Phantom Menace trailer is still like my fa- favorite Star Wars trailer, I think. And, and, and uh, you know, he painted a slightly different 
picture than what the movie was in terms of story. That's what trailers do. But this moment really just got a lot of us set up for what was coming. Uh, the, the emotional heartstrings that were going to be pulled there, tugged, yanked. It was going to be it was going to be a gut punch. And, and, and that set me up for it. And I love it in the trailer as well. So. Absolutely. Very, very great moment. All right. From there, we're going to go to your number one favorite C-3PO moment in Star Wars. Take us home, Joseph. What do we have to close? Well, we're going into subjective territory for sure, because I think in in many ways, your number one is is the culmination. It is Mm -hmm. it is C-3PO's greatest moment. But I had to pick the one that has resonated with me. Uh, for just years and years and years. And I've always thought of it as uh, one of 3PO's greatest moments because it is a moment of great triumph where he gets to communicate. And that is what he strives to do. That is what he often fails to do, either because he is talking too much, he is focusing on himself, he is being interrupted, he is being overly technical. He struggles to communicate well, even though he always introduces himself as that's his thing. (laughs) And so the fact that we get to see him communicate so beautifully, so uh, poignantly and powerfully is what makes this my number one. It is uh, 3PO, the storyteller, uh, summarizing the events of the original trilogy for the Ewoks. <laughs> it is, uh, it's such a, just a great, cool fantasy moment, right? The the realization that, wow, 3PO does sound effects. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're accurate. And that uh, there's something beautiful in, in kind of an early meta moment too, because it is also for the audience, kind of summarizing the journey that we've gone on. Yeah. Um, there is, it's in the original trilogy, it's an arc for 3PO, uh, because in that, uh, you know, early scene in, uh, the Homestead garage there, Luke's wanting to know stories and 3PO says, well, I'm not very good at telling stories, at least not at making them interesting. Yeah. And now here, when it really matters, he's killing it. He's got these Ewoks on the edge of their seat and the way it's constructed, he's going through this. Uh, you know, R2 is saying, hey, don't forget this part. Uh, he's scaring walklings. Mm. But we get that look on the faces of our actual heroes, right? Mm-hmm. And what he is communicating is they've been through hell. Yeah. You know, there's like a sadness to it when he's like, Tiglo, carbon. Mm-hmm. And there's like fear and there's sadness for what our heroes have been through. And I just think it's so great that the story he's successfully telling is, all right, we've got the Ewoks to not eat us. (laughs) But now what we really need is their help. You know, such a story of everybody matters. Mm. And here's 3PO successfully being the one who bridges the gap by saying, here's why you should help us, because here's what we've been through. Here's who we are. Here's why we feel the way we feel. Here's how we came to be here. It is just like, it's the heart of storytelling of, uh, it's not just about entertainment. It's about, let me show you who I am by telling you what I've been through. Let's make connection through story. There's so much in this scene as well as just being damn entertaining because it's so cool to hear uh, C-3PO make sound effects and tell us the Star Wars story. I still randomly in life just go Toronto gosh Toronto gosh. <laughs> ah, right? This is this is this is the the perfect end to the list here because uh, yeah, the rest of Skywalker is the uh, maybe the the end f- in terms of just the years we watching this as fans and everything. But I I just think it is so many things at play for C three PO the character from the uh, you know I I don't tell good stories. You're the 
best storyteller we've got. Um, the, the practical, low-grade chirp are just kind of going, all right, all right, we got it. Look at this. You're worthy. You're worth, you're worth, us, uh, you're worth us sacrificing everything uh, that we have here, Bright Tree Village. We're, we're going to rise up with you, and, and it's going to mean something. Down to, I, you mentioned, when, when Leia gets, like, really affected and is really kind of like, you know, holding on to Han, just hearing it all again and reliving the pain and, and the wicked kind of being, you know, oh, I'm so sorry. It, 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 it all, it always has moved me. And it's even more powerful now when you put all the stories together. It, it's, there's so many things. And yeah. And just the meta, just the meta angle of it, of uh, here's the journey we've all been on. Yeah. Here's the journey we've yeah. all been on together. And yeah, the, the droid who's had the great comedy of claiming he's great at uh, communicating is actually doing it. Mm -hmm. uh, he's communicating with the Ewoks. He's communicating with his friends and he is really communicating with us, the audience going like, damn, we have been on a long journey and it, and it all comes down to this. Yeah. And, and, and if we never got any other star Wars stories, including the prequels, if this, if this was it, uh, four, five and six, this along with the, the, the bound before the golden God and all that stuff. But, but this would have been, it would have worked for me emotionally as, is is kind of the end of uh, three PS journey. And yes, he goes on to other things in the battle too, but uh, I think this would have worked. Yeah. Yeah. A great triumph uh, for three PO, a character that I'm going to spend uh, more time listening to and uh, really hoping that they put out a, a unique three PO action figure with thigh wiping rag to really, really celebrate this character. <laughs> thigh wiping three PO. Uh, I think Joseph, you summed up, uh, what uh, we wanted to get across here today. Listen to 3PO. There's a lot there <laughs> from this character. He's not just the fussy butler droid in the background. He is key to the Star Wars story. What a wonderful list. Thank you for sharing. Joseph, we really appreciate that here. Absolutely. Great list to you as well. Yeah, the droids got their due. Thank you, sir. Uh, the droids got their due. We don't talk about R2 and 3, 2, 3PO as much as I think uh, maybe we should. And and I think maybe that's just a, a general fandom. I, by the way, I know there's a lot of fans. We got a lot of tweets last week about the R2 episode. And I'm sure we're going to get a lot about the 3PO stuff. And that's what I love about focusing on these individual characters. We're done for this uh, this time, but you can find us uh, and continue the conversation with us by going to Twitter at Force Center Pod. Use the hashtag, hashtag Star Wars Ranked. We're on Instagram, YouTube as well. We're also on our uh, Facebook at Force Center Podcast. Podcast is available in a lot of different spots. Just search on your podcast catcher of choice and let us know if we're not there, if we should get there. But you can also check on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music and iHeartRadio as well. You can get merch at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. You can get an audio book us, uh, on us at audibletrial.com slash force center and finally support us directly at patreon.com slash force center top tier supporters get exclusive trading cards designed by the great brian ward that's it for the show for me you can go to uh at cadnapsock or go to cadnapsock.com information on upcoming comedy shows july 24th in seattle just added uh, august 31st around the la area at the haha -ha cafe more shows coming if you want to see me tell some jokes and occasionally mention a star wars character or two for joseph uh, where can they go sir yeah, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm having some fun on TikTok, sharing some of my action figures, showing you some of my friends. Uh, so if you want to check that out, you can follow me on social media at Joseph Scrimshaw. And all of my other comedy adventures are available on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. Check it out, my friends. That is it for this week. So for our friend 3PO and all of you listening, Star Wars has been ranked.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 